I'm gonna be like the toilet paper lady, and when it when the shit hits the fan, I'm gonna sell toilet paper like prison cigarettes. Welcome to the 15 Minutes from Quarantine podcast, a daily dose of dry humor from two Americans living in the heart of Europe, hosted by January Newbanks and Tassie Gibson. Good evening. Hey, happy Sunday. Thank you. How are you tonight? Oh, I'm good, but it was a day. Um, I told you yesterday that I had the dogs. Yeah. Two dogs. So having one dog is like having one dog. Having two dogs is like having a thousand dogs. (laughs) (laughs) That's what they say about children. (laughs) I can believe it. It increases Um, your workload exponentially. It's so true. They were they were really good. I can't complain too much. But um, my bullet point of the day, number one, will be that my dog is having like an existential crisis, maybe. Um, for the last three days, he has rolled in a dead animal, which means that I have to drag his ass home. And so gross. <laughs> and he usually doesn't do this. Um, so I think he's having a little bit of a crisis. He's feeling the atmosphere, what's going on around, and he's like, there's only one solution, coat myself in something comforting. <laughs> <laughs> the smell of a dead carcass. <laughs> oh, I wonder if that's what he thinks when I drink whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> the human drinks whiskey, eye rolling dead things. I mean, it makes sense because, like, dogs, like, their their primary sense is smell, right? So, um, yeah, and, I mean, he loves it. He's so happy afterwards. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> so, that, right off the bat, there's there was point number one and point, most important point of my day. <laughs> How's your day? <laughs> I am proud to say that I am now able to spell quarantine without the assistance of google or autocorrect yay (laughs) after doing all these like quarantine.cz like uh cz for those of you listening in the u.s um like having to spell it over and over and like promote the show like put it put it on facebook put it on uh instagram that's the one um and talk about it with people or or type things out like I'm I'm now able to spell quarantine and I know the I feel like that's like a big <laughs> it's weird it's a weird word to spell it is and I'm a person that's a terrible speller all my life it's the struggle from day one uh, my mom used to make fun of me how did you study linguistics and you can't spell and I'm like they are two different things let me it tell is. you it is yeah and you're a big reader yeah I know it's like a totally different part of your brain I guess I guess. Wow. Congratulations. Seller, Got but... respect. <laughs> <laughs> What's your second bullet point? Oh, well, I'm going to say an apple a day. Why? So I, you know this about me. I don't really enjoy eating apples or oranges. I eat them. I don't hate them, but they're not an enjoyable experience for me. You don't like oranges? But no, isn't that weird? So um, weird. I love like a really crisp 
red apple and I love a really juicy orange. But mm-hmm. if they're just the average run of the mill Joes, I don't I don't enjoy it. But I eat them. So mm-hmm. my little Ohio brain was like an apple a day keeps the doctor away. I'm going to buy a bag of apples and a bag of oranges. So I did for quarantine. And now I'm forcing myself to eat a half an apple a day with peanut butter. Oh, so That's outdated information. <laughs> I know, but otherwise I just eat pasta, which is not an option. Like, <laughs> But you can eat so many other things like, like vitamin C you can get from like bell peppers. Yeah, I'm also eating broccoli and cauliflower and other good things. Well, I figured, but, oh. but yeah. <laughs> And I also bought uh, mandarin oranges. Those are better. Like, mm-hmm. I can eat mandarin oranges. So, um, yeah, I'm calling fake news on an apple a day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fake news. Still alive and well. <sighs> and what about you? What was your second point of the day? I have become an accidental hoarder. <laughs> Uh, You've been in denial. The last two times I've talked to you, you were like, it's not hoarding. It's not happening. <laughs> I know. And I'm like, I'm not going to overstock at the grocery store. I'm not going to freak out about toilet paper. I mean, you know, we, we're rational people. We have like a stock of toilet paper, yada, yada. I also, I mean, this is probably TMI, but I also have little like hand bidets. Like, they, like, you squeeze them, and then one's battery-operated, which is super fancy. Um, Just because I saw them on Amazon one time before I I was was traveling. Did you take a secret trip to Japan and didn't tell me? (laughs) (laughs) But I do remember using squatty potties in Taiwan and thinking, like, when I bought these, I was like, man, this would have come in handy. Uh, (laughs) When I was, like, trying to squat over a hose in Taiwan. Yeah. But uh so we have so much toilet paper. I I thought I added one and then I got a message from the like grocery delivery service that they were out of that kind, so I added another, but then it was back in stock, so they added back into our cart. So we got a delivery yesterday with like four giant packs of toilet paper and then because grocery delivery is taking like you've got to deliver like or you've got to order like four days out um Mm -hmm. I because it's overrun right now so I um had also added toilet paper to that so we've actually got more toilet paper coming on Monday so I've decided that I'm just gonna like (laughs) start gifting them to your neighbors (laughs) I'm gonna be like the toilet paper lady and when it when the shit hits the fan I'm going to sell toilet paper like prison cigarettes in order to, like, get the things that I need. (laughs) I have also, like, I have an abundance of Pushkoti, which Gus is going to be really happy about. So So for the American listeners, Pushkoti are, like, little vanilla wafers that you give to your children as well as your dogs. They're the universal treats. They're like, yeah, just like vanilla wafers, only they're not as sweet. And they are made of just, like, eggs and eggs. flour. Yeah. Yeah. A little bit of sugar, eggs and flour. That's it. My my American niece and nephew were like, these are gross. Like, <laughs> <laughs> when we took some back with us this summer. But, they're not um, so good. But to checks, like, Pushkoti is, like, it's, like, sacred. Yeah. I was 
on my way to Ikea last week, uh, which we've already talked about, and we were stopped. I was in a taxi. We were stopped in front of, like, the big hyper Tesco, and I saw a man coming out with his cart full of toilet paper, of course, and in the back were, like, some, you know, staple supplies that look like, I don't know, rice or beans or something like that, but in the front was, like, a mountain of Pishkoti, and I was like, why would you have that much Pishkoti? Like, priorities priorities are really like there's no like nutri- i mean like it's made from eggs but there's no like real nutritional value to fish cody it's just like a cookie but True. now i am that man <laughs> <laughs> and it's all because Karma. we cleaned it all out, comes like, back to you yeah it's all because we cleaned out the pantry finally and realized exactly how many fish bags were hiding in the back because gus re- gus is like they're like crack for Gus. He can't, he can't think straight when there's biscotti. So, um, so yeah. So uh, the also the other thing that I'm hoarding right now is like, do you remember that movie Signs? Uh, oh yeah, the weird alien one. Who was yeah, that? The little girl who like leaves water glasses yes. everywhere. Oh my gosh. And eventually they come in handy to kill all the aliens that ultimately invade. And I'm sorry, spoiler alert, but like that that movie's like 30 years old at this point. So, you know, that's kind of on you. If you haven't seen uh, it yet, you probably aren't going to. <laughs> exactly. But I am that person with craft supplies. I have been hoarding craft supplies for like the last like year um, and not doing anything with them. And now... So now you're the queen of crafting? Now I have a ton of craft supplies so that while we're in quarantine, I have something to do with my kid. (laughs) Good for you. Yeah. So that was kind of a long bullet point, but that was... Yeah, that's my bullet point. Yeah, good. Speaking of quarantine, what's happening? Oh my gosh. Um, I know that right now we're kind of on standby because we're waiting for a government announcement any minute. Um, so actually tomorrow we'll probably have a bigger update because we're expecting um, that we are really going to be on quarantine, that basically they're going to ask us to be homebound. Yeah. Um, and it seems, I don't know. So we have over, we have around... 250, 253 cases of um, coronavirus confirmed. Uh, no, still no fatal, no deaths. Um, but we have about 5,000 people. The last time I read an article, it could be different. It's hard to stay up to date on the, the exact numbers. Um, but we have about 5,000 people who are quarantined, mandated quarantined by the government. Uh, because they've been coming back from Italian holidays. I think I think I read about 75% yeah, the of the cases majority. were traced back to Italy. So at least in those scenarios, we kind of knew it as they were coming back into the country, so we were able to take measures. Um, so yeah. So what what is the what are they considering? So. What I've read is that it would be um, a stricter version of what we've already got going on. So um, they would ask people not to travel between towns, cities, uh, basically where you are to stay there. Um, Mm -hmm. Non-essential work and work that can be done from home should be. 
And if you do need to go to work, that you would leave your house, go to work, leave work and come home. Um, mm-hmm. That there's no visiting um, of friends or mm-hmm. any kind of socializing. Um, and this is basically what's been happening in Spain Um, well, Italy definitely implemented that last week, but, um, Spain in the last, uh, day or two has implemented that, um, which I didn't send you the article, but apparently they're watching people with drones, um, and kind of following them so that they'll go home faster (laughs) when they're walking on the street. I'll send you the BBC article. Oh my Um, gosh. But yeah, so it's not unheard of. It's what's happening across Europe and that's what's expected. Man, between the drones in Spain and the Belgium, like, people's revolt about not being able to get tests, this is, like, <laughs> turning into, like, anarchy really quickly. Well, also, anarchy you, slash, like, police state. <laughs> but we do have to say that our experience in the Czech Republic is people are still friendly, happy, healthy. I've been out in the park walking the dog. I've met uh, friends yeah, me for too. a walk outside, still doing um, distance. But um, the Czech, our experience is that the Czechs are still um, weathering this in their in their smiling way. Yeah, like I've seen pictures of U.S. grocery stores with like bare shelves and that isn't the case here. Um uh-huh. People seem, well, one, I think it's really hard to stockpile in European flats, like, especially in the city. Because, like, (laughs) you're going to put all that pasta in your... Where the hell are you going to put it? Your kitchen's like a postage stamp. Your refrigerator can hold, like, enough food for, like, two days. And so, you know, I think we kind of have to leave things on the shelves until we need them. And... So and last week we had more of a, a moment of panic. Um, I think yeah. when things started being implemented, but yeah, at this point people are like, yeah, we knew this was coming. I like your analogy of the frog. Yes. It does feel a little bit like the rollouts feel a little bit like the frog in the pot where like every day it gets a little bit like gradually hotter and hotter and you like kind of don't notice. Yeah. Except for if they start like the mandate to like keep us all home, which we could talk more about tomorrow, that might that might start to feel a little yeah, a little bit more. We'll see what, like, how people are feeling. Um, yeah. So, so updates coming tomorrow, but overall it's still standard. People are still out and about, but not too much, just a bit. Um, and you yeah. and I don't live in the center center, so we can't say what's happening on Wenceslas Square or Old Town Square, but out in the neighborhoods, um, it's fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. So, January, here's the deal. Tomorrow is Monday, and mm-hmm. um, I have the same feeling of it being Sunday night and oh my god I have to go to work tomorrow even though I literally don't have to go to work tomorrow but I do have to go to work tomorrow because I'm still working online um so what I want to talk about today is how do you work online because this is going to be my first official experience of working from home yeah first of all I'm super impressed with your uh ingenuity like, you, like, tackled this problem immediately. Like, Thanks. I can't be with my clients. 
I'm gonna set this up for Skype. I'm gonna make this work. Whereas like I've seen a lot of people panicking on Facebook message boards and stuff like, oh, I'm an English teacher and I'm completely out of work now. And, you know, can you help me out with this? Or is anybody, and you know, you've like, you're on it. So you're like a seasoned professional. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, I, when I saw this coming a week or so ago, I, I was kind of feeling out with students and also with friends that have taught online um, I have a couple friends that have taught with um, VIP kids, for example, in China. Yeah. Um, and like, how's this work? And are people usually receptive to it? And first of all, I have to say, I have the most lovely students in the world in my life. And I appreciate them greatly across the board um, because they were really like, yeah, we're going to make this work. Like we don't I, because I'm self-employed. Um, and I'm a contract worker. So they were like, we don't want you to be eating bread and butter for the next three months. Um, so let's get some income, some cash flow for yeah. you. Um, and the companies have been really great at saying, yeah, absolutely. Like we will still pay for classes if they're done online. Um, so I've been really blessed in that way. Um, But it is a little bit daunting because I know these people face to face. I know how most of my classes are 60 minutes. I know how a 60 minute class rolls when you're sitting at the table and you have your coffee and you have your article or uh, whatever I've brought in for the day, um, which is not the same as sitting in front of a computer and seeing three dimensional image of those people. Mm -hmm. I know. I asked my husband who is an expert of working at home. I mean, obviously he doesn't practice all of these things like perfectly, but he's been working from home for as long as I've known him. So we've been married for 13 years, dated for a year. So it's been a minute. Um, (laughs) And I owned a photography business in the U S and had a baby, an unexpected baby Um, which I was happy about, of course, but an unexpected baby in the middle of like two really booked seasons. I remember that because I remember the Colorado wedding and you were like, oh, this is my dream job and I'm pregnant. (laughs) And I'm pregnant. (laughs) Yeah, I love that wedding. Christine and Kyle, if you're listening, love you. Um, (laughs) But... I remember like the challenges of working with an infant at home, a toddler, all the phases of Lucy's life because she didn't go to daycare. She stayed home with me and Andy and we sort of tag teamed. Uh, I would work at night. He would work during the day. I would edit while we like watch TV together, you know, stuff like that. We made it work. How did you keep a schedule in the midst of that? Like, because like you're saying, with a kid and you're working night or day, did you just wing it or did you have something planned? No, I think we both thrive off of like a uh, structure. So it's not natural to either of us, but like without structure, we don't do well. So, um, so we basically kind of came up with and I remember it changed like so often it changed depending on you know before Lucy was mobile and then after she was mobile there was a new plan and then you know after she was talking there was a new plan and so on and so forth um but yeah so making a schedule is important 
plan your week on Sunday or first thing on Monday morning. Uh, plans can change, but if you have that template, it is mm-hmm. really reassuring. Um, my second and Andy's second tip is to get dressed. Don't work in your pajamas. As tempting as it can be to just sort of lay in bed with your laptop or whatever, it's it, your brain can't like really. It it needs that like start of a day kind of thing to like make yourself feel. At yeah, least for you, me. You sent me that article, I think from The Guardian, um, that was a bit tongue-in-cheek, but basically saying just that. Like, if you're going to be working from home and you're having Skype meetings, you're still a professional. And um, there, was, there was a joke or illustration in the article. She was like, okay, so you got dressed from the waist up and you think it's kind of comical to, you know, sit there in your underpants. But what if all of a sudden your tea spills and you have to stand up and you've just Mm -hmm. splashed the whole (laughs) room um, in the work. I can get embarrassing. Right. (laughs) So, yeah, I was thinking about that, that I definitely want to put on real clothes um, and look professional. I have like a little ritual that I do. Um, when I have to do something difficult, like if I have an email that's hard to return, like somebody's angry or something like that, uh, or like I have to do something that I'm kind of scared of doing, I put on lipstick. Oh, I have I no idea that. why, but it kind of feels like, uh, it's like true. a There's power move. Lipstick and nail polish that like, yeah, it's like war paint, you little. know? it's true war paint I love that (laughs) like I mean I'm not gonna start like painting like charcoal lines on my cheeks or whatever but like (laughs) but I feel like when I put on lipstick like especially if I've got like a nice red lip it's like I can handle everything (laughs) I love that idea yeah bring it the other thing that I've been struggling with is space talk to me about you guys working from home, how do you organize your desk? Do you sit there? Do you make yourself sit there? Do you think about the space around you? Um, as we said in, I think, the first episode, my flat is small. Um, yeah. So I'm limited with the amount of space. Right. I think it's important for your brain to at least start your day at the same place every day. So making yourself like carving out a little space for yourself to work, whether it's like on your kitchen table or whether it's a TV tray in your bedroom or, you know, a chair that you like in your living room that, you know, has like a nice place to set your coffee as you kind of get the day started. Um, Start your work in like the same place if you can, because it triggers your brain just like the, just like the other things that we were talking about, it triggers your brain to like, I'm in work mode. And, you know, if you're uncomfortable or you like take a break and, and snack or whatever, and and by the way, prep some snacks that are healthy because yeah, you will definitely eat. definitely need some snacks. And uh, the kilos will start to come. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but, actually, I, I realized from doing this podcast even um, that what is going on behind me is really important. 
Um, mm-hmm. And so I was I was playing with space. I actually called my friend Tara Milo. Hi, Tara. I know you listen. Um, and by the way, if anyone needs any IT help, look her up. She's amazing. Um, and I had her kind of go through the different places where I was sitting in my uh, flat and like, this is what my students are going to see. And is this professional? And uh, I don't want just a white wall, but I don't want to like show them my bed that seems a little too intimate um, and <laughs> yeah. it was really interesting to hear her perspective on the other side of the computer and basically she just had me move my chair about a foot like not even a half a meter and it totally changed what she was seeing and how I felt um, basically we we made it so that the bookshelf um, is behind me but I'm still sitting at my table Um, because otherwise I was like with the bed behind me or the window, which was too backlit. Um, so yeah, it was really helpful just to call a friend and say video chat with me for 10 minutes and help me figure this out. Um, so. And Tara's been working from home for a while now. So yeah, like she has good insight. It does a lot of like online Skype. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's, that's a good resource. Call your friends that work from home, everybody. If not, call Tara and ask her to coach you. Definitely. Um, The other thing that Andy said that I think is really important is to have a substitute commute. Like when you leave the house in the morning to go to work. Interesting idea. Your brain kind of starts the process of like getting into work mode. Like I'm on my way to work. Even if you're reading a book or, or, you know, writing Fifty Shades of Grey, like that lady did on your phone which I I find it weird (laughs) that people write books on their phone now but um it's a wild world we live in Jan it is a wild (laughs) wild world but no matter what you're doing when you work from home you don't have that time you're like you can very easily like roll out of bed and then get an urgent email wake up to something that you feel like you know you have to put out a fire right away and then you end up in your pajamas and then you haven't eaten breakfast or had your coffee or whatever um don't check your email for like 45 minutes and make a commute for yourself whether it's taking the dog out and walk around the block if you can if you're not like completely homebound (laughs) Like we, right. like we might be soon. Um, I mean, we still got to take our dogs out though, right? Yeah. And or just like standing by a window with a cup of coffee and kind of in looking at the sun, admiring like the morning, uh, the feel of the quiet um, outside, that sort of thing. I but have like a substitute idea. commute. It's it's what I call transition rituals. Like it's really right. hard for me at the end of the day too. This um, is the goal for tomorrow on our Instagram. We should both post our morning ritual, our commute uh, pictures. Yeah, that's a good idea. Fun. Um, yeah, for me, it's hard to go from like sitting at my computer and being in work mode to just like walk out in the room and then like suddenly I'm talking to Lucy and we're getting ready for dinner and we're doing like all of this kind of stuff. So I have to have like a transition moment to myself, which I do different things like read a little poetry or uh, that sounds really frou frou, doesn't it? <laughs> but it's, <laughs> no, it's true. I get like it a though. Ruby, a Ruby Kapoor book, and it's all like <laughs> sometimes I like to to just like read a quick poem or like 
I'm my therapist told me to do this, you know, just like focus on something that makes me feel good. Like look at a plant or something like that for yeah, five minutes. Yeah, and It's all about the centering. Tai Chi. Like the meditation. Talks to me these days. I'm like, Tai Chi's amazing. I sound yeah. like a convert. So those are my tips from Andy and me like put together. Uh, we're by no means experts. And obviously you're going to have to tailor your day to kind of fit how you work. Some people work better at night. And so they start their, working day at like 2 p.m. and they work until you know one o'clock yeah. in the morning but um I I I need the morning I need to I'm a wake up with too. the birds and and have like a minute of silence and serenity before I kind of delve into what I'm doing well this was really super helpful thanks I appreciate it I'll let cool. you know tomorrow how it goes yeah. Um, well, I have my 60 seconds of calm. Um, and I actually have two quotes tonight since they're both a bit short and I have 60 seconds. So the first one is Stephen Fry. Who doesn't love Stephen Fry? This I love man. Stephen Fry. Oh, can we just dip him in gold and keep him forever? <laughs> I know um, I <laughs> So this was on his Twitter feed uh, a couple days ago. And I just, I feel like this is a good place where we should all be. Mm-hmm. Okay. Until this thing is over, we've all got to be helpful, friendly, and kind to each other. Understood? Hatchets buried, grievances forgotten, disputes resolved, feuds ended, strangers smiled at. When the final whistle is blown, we can go back to being mean and beastly. Agreed. (laughs) (laughs) I like it. You only have to be nice for a minute, right? hopefully not but it's um, true hopefully we come out on the other side of this better for it you know yeah and the last one I will leave us with I just really like this one um from a woman named Sarah Bessie I don't know anything about her but um it was just a quote that I collected somewhere uh I don't want to be swallowed by the darkness nor do I want to be blinded by the beautiful facade no I want to be part of a people who see the darkness know it's real, and then, 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 light a candle anyway. Oh, that's beautiful. So, guys, get out there, light some candles, and um, stay safe, wash your hands. Yeah. Did you ever watch Lost, Tessie? No. No? I'm the last person on Earth. But now we have time. Who knows? Maybe I'll... Now you have time. (laughs) There's like a recurring phrase that they use in that show. And it's live together, die alone. And I just keep like repeating that mantra in my head. Like when I'm thinking about like what's going on in the world. Uh, If we work together, we like put our heads together and try to figure this out together. Uh, We live. If we all go in our separate directions and just look out for ourselves and don't come together in like a collective way with a collective spirit, then we die. So <laughs> Live true. together, die alone. Let's yeah, go. I think it's going to be better better like together. Family. That's the EU theme on their Instagram. Yes. Better together. I think we're going to have a family crest made with live together, die alone. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I'm codependent and I make Andy do all my hard things with me. <laughs> nice. All right. So, well, that's take it care for of today. Love you lots. Talk to you tomorrow. We'll talk to you tomorrow. This podcast is brought to you by the coronavirus outbreak.